Hey everyone, welcome to Pieces of You, a show about life through the lens of four fierce and resilient women who lost their moms too damn soon. Each episode will feature stories to inspire hope, healing, and connection. Because if we work together, we can make the broken better. Hello everyone, it's Shadia, and this is my first time hosting in season two. Thanks for coming back and joining us for the fourth part of our Mother Wound series. This episode contains a content warning related to the topic of mother loss. Please check the show notes for a more detailed description. In our Mother Wound series, so far we've discussed our stories, values, and body image. Today, we're going to discuss the aftermath of the mother wound. And if you're like me, you might be thinking, I just found out what mother wound means. Now, what in the world is the aftermath? And I hear you. The mother wound is new terminology to me as well. I love learning about it because it puts words to feelings and experiences that I've never been able to express before. And I hope you feel the same. So let's dig in. Hello to my co-hosts. I am so grateful to each of you for hosting the three past episodes on Mother Wound. And would love to hear from you on what your favorite episode has been and possibly why. As a reminder, they were our stories, values, and body image. I don't know if I can say my favorite episode, but I think across the three, I've loved understanding the definition and depth of the mother wound. And diving deeper into it, I just said depth, but I'm saying that again. Like, (laughs) I just feel like, yeah, my understanding of it has expanded with each episode. Same, 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 same. What about you, Erin? I just feel like because of where I'm at right now, personally in my life, I felt really connected to the body image episode. I felt so connected in hosting it and everything. And I feel like there were several aha moments during that one. I think that we all felt. But yeah, I'm just, I'm really drawn to that one and learning more about that just because of where I'm at. So Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. I also love the body image episode, which was the one we recorded most recently. So it's most fresh in my memory. And I just so much enjoyed having our guest Stacy on and hearing everything that she had to share I'm a very visual person. So as we're talking, I'm like looking at our notes from the past four episodes, three. See, even I'm like, how many have we done? I think it's helpful to kind of even conceptualize how we put these together. You know, like Christine, you're saying you really appreciate just like understanding the concept of the mother wound more deeply. And that was kind of what we went into more in episode in the first part of the series, right? Like our stories. And then values. Um, I hosted values, so I'm very biased, but I feel like that was a great episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. check that one out if you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no guest on it. I'm learning the guest episodes I think are are the star episodes so far. There's like a little more, not to say engaging, but just to have like another person's perspective, like from an expert is just, I don't know, I really enjoy it. I loved the, our stories because 
as you guys probably heard on that episode, I didn't even know what mother wound was. So I went into it like, wait, are we just talking about the wound from losing our mothers? Like I just was clueless and did no research. So I feel like that episode was just mind blowing to me. And then it's just been, you know, developing episode after episode and mm-hmm. and now doing research for this one. I'm just like mind blown of and I there's so much. There's so many. We could make this a 20 part series. There's just so much to break down, unpack. Mm-hmm. But we have so many other hot topics we need to cover. So <laughs> okay, so As we get into this episode, Mother Wound, The Aftermath, I think it'd be helpful to remind our listeners and ourselves on the definition of the mother wound and aftermath. So there's lots of different definitions out there for the mother wound, but the one that really resonates with me is found on mindbodygreen.com. And it says, mother wound is a concept that speaks to the generational pain inherited and passed down between grandmothers, mothers, and daughters caused by living in a patriarchal culture that's oppressive toward women. And then aftermath found on dictionary.com, something that results or follows from an event, especially one of disastrous or unfortunate nature. Other words that relate to aftermath can be chain reaction, impact, outcome, eventuality, and residual. And I know like we all probably know like aftermath, but I just felt like I had to really break that down first. So then in other words, the aftermath is the result and or impact from your mother wound. Does that make sense to you guys? It's basically the impact from mother wound. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. So today I'm hoping to cover the impact of our mother wounds, breaking cycles, and then healing from the mother wound. So let's start with the impact of mother wounds. I found an interesting article on how the mother wound can manifest an impact in our lives. And I wanted to share this with you guys before asking you a question. This was found on theprojectlotus.org. There's just so many resources out there also. So how the mother wound can manifest in our lives and impact is not being your full self because you don't want to threaten others, not knowing how to set boundaries with yourself and others, struggle connecting with and healing your inner child, having a high tolerance for poor treatment from others, people-pleasing, emotional caretaking, feeling competitive with other women, self-sabotage, being overly rigid and dominating, and then conditions such as eating disorders, depression, and addictions. I feel like I relate to so many of those based on my mother wound. So knowing that those can be some of the impacts, I would love to hear from you guys on what you feel like, which of your mother wounds has the biggest impact in your life today and how. Of these impacts, these are some that stand out for me the most as showing up in my life today. And it's body image, depression, emotional caretaking, people-pleasing, and the setting boundaries. All of those are big impacts on my life today. And so if I stem it back to a mother wound, right, which is the question, right? I think of seeing how my mom had to show up as a single mother in the really detrimental relationship with my father, 
some of these things I see showing up for me as impacts of a father wound for me as well. Totally. And I've talked about this before, like my mom's struggle or my perception, my perception of her potential struggle with her body image and her mentioning that, right? That's the mother wound that has caused me some of these things like body image issues, the people pleasing, caretaking boundaries. I mean, she was a fixer in our family. You know what I mean? And so my perception was, this is how you are important. This is how you can bring value, that sort of a thing. So that's that impact. It's it's tough for me to set those today. It's tough for me to, to stop emotional caretaking and instead to take care of myself. I struggle with this so much because I can see what is showing up for me. I just have a hard time connecting it back to the source. And a big part of that is because my mom died when I was so young. And so I don't have as much time with her to reflect on what did I absorb? Was it her values? Was it, you know, how she felt about her body and the messages that she sent about that? I know I talked about in previous episodes, like, again, she was also a caregiver, uh, somebody who really, I feel like probably put others before herself. I don't want to say for sure, though, because maybe she was good at self-care as well. I don't know. But for me, what like comes up the most is like feeling overly rigid and dominating, which might come as a surprise to some people listening. But that is my knee-jerk, instinctual like response when I feel most threatened. It's like this extreme sense of Things need to happen this certain way. And it's crazy because I will even notice my brain shifting out of it. And it's like I come out of it and I'm almost a little embarrassed at how rigid I just was. Like, I'm like, wow, I did not need to be that rigid in that moment. I have not seen that side of you before. I don't think I have. Yeah, really. I think because it only comes, that's kind of another thing is it's a strategy that I think I only... (laughs) use with my primary attachment figures, which is not healthy necessarily, but working on it. (laughs) Working on it. (laughs) I find that really interesting, Sarah, because I find that showing up for me, like this need to control and of situations when I feel threatened or not someone's actually threatening me, but when my nervous system is, you know. However, that for me stems from the like loss of my mom and the suddenness and all of the circumstances surrounding that. So I can tend to have those same tendencies, but it stems from a different source. I just, yeah. I just think that I think that that's really interesting. I was also a bossy child, though. So I don't know if (laughs) that, I don't know. That's you're right, Erin. I do make that connection now as well. That loss of control, that utter sense of helplessness of losing the most important person in your life. Well, yes, 100% lead one to want to compensate for that later. I just feel, I feel like I'm frustrated once again. I'm like, I don't know how to... I'm like the kid who's like left out because my mom died too early. Mm. I also am grateful though for your perspective because I know that there are other people listening that have that shared experience with you and knowing that they're not alone means something. 
Mm. Even though yeah. I know it sucks. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Christine. While everyone was talking, I was thinking about all of the examples I, I feel like I've shared through many episodes of not even just through this series about how I think my mom was in the world. And I was starting to think about her relationship with my grandmother, her mom, and this real kind of role reversal that I feel like I witnessed between them. My mom really needing to care for my grandmother because she was so fragile emotionally. So I can see why the wounds of people pleasing and a caretaking and struggle setting boundaries, how that showed up for my mom. And of course, for me, and really, I can think of so many times where I witnessed the role reversal between them. Yeah. So it's really interesting to think about that and then think about how those things have shown up for me now. Yeah. The trickle down effect. Yeah. Do you remember when you, you said you witnessed that, you observed that when you were younger? Mm -hmm. Were you a kid or older when you noticed it? I probably started to have awareness about it pre-teen, right? I mean, I can't remember specific age. But just that you were like young. And I'm just so curious if you can even remember like from that state of mind, what your perception was being that young. Like, huh, if you even thought anything of it. Or if that was just then, that's kind of the point is that it just becomes the norm. Well, my mom actually did have a conversation with me at one point about her relationship with her mom and said to me that she was very scared to have a daughter and that she went to counseling. She was scared to have a daughter because of her relationship with her mom and that she went to counseling to get support around having a daughter when I was small because she was so afraid. Yeah. <gasps> she started he- She started the healing. Maybe not the first, but... I mean, I think that's probably how I had the awareness, to be honest wow. with you, because she... Yeah. And that your mom was even that emotionally intelligent to even think of that, right? I think that's impressive, especially... My grandma did some really upsetting things, though. They were pretty extreme. Pretty extreme. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But to want, maybe not even necessarily want to, but to make the effort to work on a relationship and to, especially a while ago, now it's kind of trendy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. It's a big deal. Because it was really taboo. So that was like (laughs) the 90s. People didn't do anything. It was like, suck it up and... It would have been the 80s because the 80s. Yeah, because she died in 1990. So, yeah, it would have been the 80s. That's so interesting. Do you wonder then if her mom had any insight? Her mom did not have any insight. Wow. (laughs) And I I was really close with her. I mean, she was my grandmama. I adored her. But I think I've mentioned this before. I always felt like she was a little girl. I mean, I always felt that way. That your grandma was a little girl? Yes. Yes. I remember you just, that's the feeling you got around her. Like she was, you got to take care of her, you know? Mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. And I loved her. And we actually had a very special relationship. And I will give my mom mad props for not coming between us. She always made yeah. space 
for me to have my own relationship with my grandma and didn't get in my ear about the craziness that she was dealing with. It's very selfless. Good boundaries. Yeah. I mean, I witnessed it, but my mom did not talk to me about it. Right. Mm -hmm. She, she really respected that. And so I think then I was able to have this really, really special relationship with my grandma. And I also think she was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Duality. (laughs) Christine, you're like, I witnessed it, but then we just didn't talk about it. (laughs) 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 So you're left to kind of come to your own conclusions there. Uh, Good point. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of unfair. It's okay. It's okay. You've done it. You're doing a lot of reflecting. (laughs) And it's just so cool to think your mom sought out therapy yeah sounds like she was a cycle breaker (laughs) she was a cycle breaker your mom was a cycle breaker what a badass she leaned into that intuition she had to want to do right by her and you and that's freaking cool i love that heal the mother wound (laughs) (laughs) but i also feel like i don't think it would fully Bro- was broken, right? No, I mean, no, I'm gonna say, no, 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 no. and 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 <laughs> no. like <'cause... laughs> generational, no, no. generational wounds, like a mother wound, take years and oftentimes generations yeah. to heal. But I think that it's so okay. cool to hear the story of your mom starting that. You know okay, what I mean? Started. I appreciate that. And I do. maybe that, maybe that, hearing that, I don't know, subconsciously instilled something in you. And how you grew into the world and how you parent now. I just think that yeah, that's yeah. Really, really cool. Dang, I just got the chills. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's something. <laughs> and as long as like you've got the tools, it doesn't, I mean, life is going to keep throwing us stuff. There's going to be trauma. There's going to be tragedy. Right. But it's like having the ability to cope with it is what we're we're trying to figure out, I feel like now in kind of recent, in modern times, you know, mm-hmm, how to cope mm-hmm. with it. Healing the mother wound is probably the most challenging because it's overwhelming. And I just like didn't even know where to begin when I still, I'm still working on that. But I did a lot of research, came up with some good sources and suggestions. So hopefully we can provide those to our listeners and talk through them today. Again, I'm going to reference Bethany Webster because her website is just, I mean, I basically could have copied and pasted the whole thing into this podcast, but I didn't, but I'm giving her props. So she says, what is healing the mother wound? Healing the mother wound is ultimately about acknowledging and honoring the foundation our mothers provided for our lives so that we can then fully focus on creating the unique lives that we authentically desire and know we are capable of creating. So, and and sorry, that's always, that was a lot to me. I'm like, I love how beautifully written that is. And then she continues on, as we engage in this healing process, we slowly remove the thick fog of projection that keeps us stuck and can more clearly see, appreciate, and love ourselves. We no longer carry the burden, burden of our mother's pain and keep ourselves small as a result. We can confidently emerge into our own lives with the energy and vitality to create what we desire without shame or guilt, but with passion, power, joy, confidence, and love. I love that. 
I don't know if it's just because I'm really hormonal lately, but I'm tearing up right now. Like that was <laughs> that was beautiful and brought up a lot of a lot of feelings for me. That was yeah, I really love that. Yeah, there's so many pieces of it. And that actually I kind of pulled out and wrangled all together, but I just loved all those sections, especially about uh, we no longer carry the burden of our mother's pain, right? I don't need to keep that burden, regardless if she's alive or not. It's not because she's dead that I don't have to, but even having your mother alive, you don't have to have that burden. You know what's crazy though? Even hearing you say that, while it should feel freeing and wonderful, there's a big part of me that's like, I don't want to let go of that. Mm. Hmm. That is a big part of it's I don't feel like and again, it's like I'm fully aware that this is irrational in a lot of ways, but I don't feel like it's fair. For some reason, I feel like I owe it to her. I feel like, yeah, like it's this duty, which, again, is the mother wound showing Mm -hmm. up. (laughs) It's just crazy, though, how is having suffered loss, you know, and that attachment, even having that attachment to the suffering and the wound itself. Yeah. Like, who am I if not this pain and suffering? Like a loyalty to it almost, like to the pain, to her, because it keeps that connection with her. No matter how painful it is, she's gone and that's a connection. No matter how toxic it is, it connects you to her. Well, and if pain is all I've known, I mean, I know other things too, but if pain's really what you experienced in that short amount of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's a little more, you know, it's almost like it's just what's familiar in a sad way. So for me, attachment healing is really, really important. And the more that I feel safe in my relationship with my partner, in my just general environment, I feel like I'm able to begin to heal. I really relate to what you're saying, Sarah, about almost wearing my pain as a badge. And that's how I felt always connected to my mom. And if I didn't feel that, then how would I be connected? And that's really shifted for me. I'm going to say that. And I really think because of She Climbs Mountains, <laughs> meeting all that community. Because I think until that point, I really just attached myself in that way with her. Yeah. It's creating like the new positive connections. I think that is kind of what I was alluding to with Tony my partner now. It's like, yeah, this podcast for me now, a job that I enjoy. Yeah, it's like building a meaningful life makes that. I think it was Hope Edelman spoke about this in her book, but I think she got it from someone else where they describe grief as like this ball in a box. And it's essentially the ball gets smaller over time. And so it becomes less, it touches less things in the box the box being your life, the ball being the grief. And so I just feel like the more things that I add to my life, the less consuming the grief can feel, but it's still very... But you don't like that, right? That's what you're kind of saying is like you want it to still really be there and be present. There's a part of me that is still very attached to that, yes. I am too. I am too. I I, I relate to that as well. So what do you guys feel like either you already are doing to heal your mother wound or something that you want to work on in the future? I want to share that I've shared this actually 
in another episode. I don't remember which one. I'm sorry. But the healing the inner child, that really strikes me. And that I've been doing a little work on that, not recently, but a few months ago. And I actually have been listening to the holistic psychologist and she has (laughs) healing the inner child meditation. (laughs) And I did share this. You did. On a previous... I still have not done it. And I need to. I have it on my to-do list. <laughs> you, yeah. But that shit is powerful. That's intense. I go in and it's different every time. And it is a real thing to meet yourself at a younger age. And I'll choose different ages in my mind when I'm doing the meditation. It is real, though. I mean, I cry every single time and I am like so loving to that girl. It's really amazing. It's It's like borderline. The first, I think I've only done it once. And when I did it, it was almost a re, I don't want to say re-traumatizing, but it just like brought up so much. I was shaking. I felt like week after EMDR. Yes. Like it is not a light experience. Like don't do it before a party. (laughs) i'm gonna just wait quick i I got my clothes on i'm just gonna quick heal my inner child and then then we can go party i mean maybe if you this is one that you i think you it's you it's not a quick recovery i'm just gonna say Mm -hmm. that is so true yeah give yourself some space it's a deep one it's really deep it is yeah there's something so powerful about well because i've heard research too that like, I don't know if you guys know Joe Dispenza, the brain guy. I don't know. Apparently, just imagining things, we can trick our brains essentially into it thinks we're experiencing yeah. them. Yeah. So that's like what we're talking about now is how I know that this list or these things, they don't come in any particular order because awareness I've been aware like for so long. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so easy to be aware. It's not that easy to be aware sometimes. I understand that. But for me, it's been so easy to be aware, but it's been so hard to do anything else, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally mm-hmm. anything else to healing. It's like you stay stuck in the awareness period for so long. And my healing, my inner child has been ongoing for a few years now, but particularly within the last year or so with my therapist, I have whole sessions on it. And we talk about these patterns. And as I said before, talking about some of these wounds, a lot of them come from the father wound for me. And so that is what we talk about. But then that'll go into like also healing the inner child from the loss of my mom. And a lot of it has been about that and the sudden loss. And and I'm sure we're all familiar about with that too. All of us having lost our moms at a young age, at being children or teenagers and recognizing that I was trying to protect myself. It's a survival. And to heal my inner child, it's been so much of like, I don't have to do that anymore. I have other skills. Yeah, but it's been the same. Every single time, every single session, I'm shaking, I'm crying. It's like, oh my God, I definitely don't want to party for like a week afterwards. (laughs) It's so intense (laughs) and it's really hard. And it's hard to recognize those patterns in yourself and figure out where they come from. I think the hardest part for me on this list, for example, is grieving. And not grieving the loss of my mom. It's grieving, allowing ourselves to feel the pain we've experienced from the mother wound. 
Mm. And the reason why it's so hard for me to grieve or even acknowledge that the pain from a mother wound is because of that loyalty that I feel towards my mother, because of this idea that if I acknowledge this pain, my mother is a human being, as a flawed human being who sometimes hurt my feelings, who sometimes did things that maybe impacted me in a negative way, said things to me that impacted me in a negative way. It's total, I'm just cutting her off. It's a betrayal. It's a complete betrayal of her and her life and its meaning to me. And I feel such shame. That's immediately what comes up for me when I think about grieving the mother wound, acknowledging that pain. I don't know. Does that resonate with anyone else? Yes. (laughs) And I think very particularly because she's dead because of the loss. And I wonder if that's something more unique to people who've lost their moms versus if their moms are still alive. I just wonder that. But that's, yeah, that's hard. That's the hard part for me. I mean, even with my dad, though, being alive, I do have a lot, as you know, we've talked about on dad's episode and whatever, I still also feel very loyal to him, even though X, Y, and Z has happened as well. So it's really interesting, like just parental, still control over the child, right? The emotional control over them. That's for me. Well, it's like our illusion of their control over us now as adults, which is like something that's could, yes, many therapy sessions could unpack. I don't know if this is what you were getting at, Erin, but I felt this strong response like when we were talking about the mother wound being that our mom like didn't like step into her power or something like that, that she was like small because that's how, yeah, it can show up. And there's something about that that I really resist. I don't want to is that kind of what you're saying, Aaron, about your mom? Is that like you hold her in a high regard or you see her well, as this well, like... Well, well, yes. Also, like, I have this awareness. I know about the mother wound. I know about my own flaws. I know about its impact on me. But it's really hard for me to sit here and say, this is the pain my mom caused me. This is the pain, generational female pain the mother wound has caused me because it feels like a betrayal to my mom to recognize the ways in which she hurt me. 100%. It feels like a betrayal to her. And then I feel like I have to, even to myself, I have to go into all the ways of defending her and how she was a great mom and we had a great relationship and we did. However, it does not negate the wounds. It does not negate those, but it's hard for me to recognize, to say those things, to grieve that pain specifically, and then essentially heal the mother wound. Like I'm stuck in that part. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you can, I mean, I feel like I can talk my way out of why she has this mother wound, why I have this mother wound, right? Like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I want to defend and find reasoning. Absolutely. I'm just sitting here. I just had kind of a mind-blowing moment for myself where I realized this is Christine speaking right now. Both of my parents have died. I just want to say, so I don't have either of my parents. And I really, I have really recognized the pain that my father 
caused in my life. And after he died, I really came to this place of understanding that so much of how he was in the world had nothing to do with me. It had to do with the trauma that he experienced and the father wound. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Like all of the things he dealt with. But when I think about my mother, I don't go there. And I don't say, oh, this, she was this way in the world because of all the things she went through. I mean, I do to some extent, but I, Shadia, like to your point, I will excuse it or I'll be like, well, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) Or I mean, seriously, it's almost like I don't offer her the grace that I did to my father, which is so weird because it's like, I want to hold her in this high esteem Oh, and I'm the opposite of that. I'm the opposite of that. My dad is still alive, also important to recognize, but our relationship is such where I'm the opposite of that, Christine. Like I hold my mom, I give her so much grace and like hold her. And the relationship with my dad is such that I don't do that with him. There's no excuses. I recognize all that. I'm very good at setting boundaries now. Like he is who he is. I'm I'm the opposite of that. I mean, I know from a developmental psychology kind of perspective that we, to protect our own egos and self-image, we have to hold our parents in some sort of high regard. We really look up to them. They're absolutely perfect. And then as we get older, it's like we start to see them more dimensionally. And I think it's there's something really tricky about losing a parent as a kid because you never get to experience them. I'm never going to get to experience my mom as like this dimensional person. So she's always this idealistic illusion, fantasy figure. Hope Edelman mentions that in her motherless daughter's book. There's a chapter on like the coming together after the adolescent and the early 20s period of psychologically and physically breaking away from your parents, being on your own and then coming back together. And that's missing That's missing for motherless daughters, particularly if you've lost them at a certain age. It's missing because you're stuck at, my mom's stuck at 52. I'm stuck at 16 in my relationship with her. It is what it is. I will never, ever have that. You know, none of us will ever have that. That was a, it's a great chapter, by the way, everybody (laughs) listening, go read it. Kind of blew my mind. Which one? Which book? Hope Edelman's, her first book, Motherless Daughters. But there is a chapter on that concept that is fascinating. My mic stand is this book. I just want you to know, (laughs) just make it up a little higher. Well, and in the after grief, Hope actually talks about, she references a therapist who uses like a certain kind of questioning to help adults reconnect with their dead parent as their current self. What do you think your parent would say about what you're doing now or what would they think of this? Like trying to create almost, again, this fantasy or alternate reality where you're imagining what they would be like if they were alive, which has, you know, obviously it's it's not literally real, but it has a real therapeutic effect. But that concept, Sarah, of this inability to like heal with her that way or anything mm-hmm. or even carry an awareness. Yes. Like I feel like I'm having the hardest time just getting to step again. It's not steps. That's where I get caught up. It's not like step one, step two, like the awareness part, because she is this perfect person. There are no wounds that doesn't fit in my schema. Mm. 
So that is something that I need to, I would like to work on more. Well, it seems like we may still have a little bit of healing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> just, to, just to wrap up the aftermath. <laughs> I was so hoping to be fully healed by the end of this episode. Oh, I no. know. I feel like I just wanted to throw a hand down and say, yeah, healed. <laughs> but I, I don't think we got there, but I think we have some tools that people can, our listeners can use in order to recognize the impact of mother wound and how they can heal it. So yeah, I think that's a good wrap up today. Yeah. Thanks, ladies. I really appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you for listening this week, everyone. And thank you to my fabulous co-host for your continued willingness to be open and vulnerable. I know this is meaningful to me and certainly to our listeners as well. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. We release new content every other Tuesday. In our next episode, we'll talk about everything Mother's Day related and you won't want to miss it. You can listen wherever you stream your podcasts. You can also find us at piecesofyoupodcast.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Pieces of You Podcast. If you love our pod, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. Take care of yourselves. And remember, if we work together, we can make the broken better. When you feel like you need glue to put back pieces of you, then we will work together to make the broken better. When the wounds are fresh and new and you don't think that they'll heal soon You gotta stay open If you share your story it will get better Though it doesn't feel like ever and you'll get stronger It's a journey we'll get through together for